That's right. It is a Tuesday, which means we're going to head to West Palm Beach and uh, talk to uh, Seth Payne. Uh, Payne and Pendergast, uh, they are live in West Palm Beach covering the start of spring, spring training. Uh, and uh, uh, thanks to Shoppers, uh, uh, John Deere, who is uh, sponsoring you guys to be out there uh, right now. Uh, uh, Seth, uh, what, what's going on today? Because uh, I think the last two days, the uh, the starting pitchers have been the thing to watch. Forrest Whitley yesterday, and now we got a chance to see Luis Garcia for the first time in this new windup. Uh, what, what's yeah. your thoughts uh, on what you saw? It's, um, he, uh, Luis, Luis Garcia looked really good he faced seven batters he struck out four of them he only allowed one hit um he was very very much in command and then you know doesn't look like it's going to be a big deal at all i think in a lot of ways when you look at some of these things like pitching ninja has a side-by-side of his old windup versus what he was doing today and it, it it looks like it takes a lot less energy um it's it's like everything that we've seen so far in these two days Everything moves along a lot more quickly. Even today's game, which is on pace for being probably over three hours, um, it's still moving along a lot faster than it could have without the pitch clock. So he looked he looked very, very good. His velocity was fine. Um, there was one moment where he was – there was a miscommunication, and, and they couldn't figure out whether – the, whether Diaz, the catcher, wanted a cutter or a fastball. So at the last moment, with only a couple seconds left on the pitch block, uh, Garcia just said, all right, well, I'm, I'm throwing the fastball, and he got a strikeout on it. So it's um, it, it hasn't hurt him at all as far as we can tell right now. Seth, how, how exactly is that pitch clock working out? You guys are there with your eyes on it. I mean, is that something when he starts his 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 windup and, and you know, the, that that's considered starting the pitch? Or, like, how how's that all working out in, live and in person? It's like it doesn't really seem like much of a big deal at all. The violations that I, I mean, we saw Diaz with a violation today uh, where he wasn't ready. So he ended up having his third strike in an at bat called because he wasn't ready to address the pitcher yet. Um, but it really, like, it, it's nothing you fixate on. The, the clock is very small in the outfield. So. It's not anything that, you know, I, I think some of these things that we've been watching on TV or on Twitter clips, it looks like it's just, a, you know, like a basketball shot clock where you're getting stressed out. Uh, I think everybody's adjusted to it. There's going to be some violations. The funny thing is that a lot of the notable violations so far have come from minor league guys like Diaz, who was in the minors last year and has played with a pitch clock. So it's I feel like it's an especially bad look for those guys because uh, they've, they've already had time to adjust to this. But I... It feels like a brisk pace of play. It doesn't feel – if I were to come out here and not know anything about a pitch clock, there's no way I would think that something was up or something was weird. It just looks like a, a, a good pace baseball game. Mm, Seth, all right, uh, you're out there. Who else in the last couple of days have has jumped out uh, to you or impressed you uh, in the early goings of, uh, of spring training with the Astros? Well, I mean, Forrest Whitley uh, – Forrest Whitley – Certainly looked fine and in command, and it was a classic spring training game where, you know, he's he's not necessarily throwing the same pitches that he would in a genuine at bat. He's just working on his stuff. So he let up a two run homer yesterday, but it wasn't wasn't anything that people would have freaked out about. I guess the other guy that's been kind of notable because of the pitch clock is just Altuve, because Altuve had his first at bats yesterday. 
and and he looked kind of frantic like he was he was adjusting his wrist straps really fast he wasn't stepping out of the box the way he used to when he would kick the dirt and then adjust his uh wrist straps and look around a little bit so it it looked like it frazzled him a little bit he struck out three times tucker complained about it in his first outing a couple days ago and then he was just fine today he was two for three today um yeah, the uh, stole second, third on a wild, wild pitch. Uh, so it's you know I I, I think these guys are going to make the necessary adjustments. I I really just like everybody said out of um out of the minor leagues last year, it didn't really seem like much of a big deal after the first four or five weeks. Everybody adjusted to it. Yeah, what about that uh, that first inning, man? I I know today there was uh, a Brayu got got his his first RBI. Um and 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 Hensley he obviously swung, swung it well early man what um how how was that Yeah Hensley um Hensley had a nice play in the field also uh you know I guess the the battle at D, at, at catcher between Corey Lee and Yanir Diaz um is something to watch Diaz today missed a pickoff attempt at second base uh so like a lot of these guys that you get to see out here you know, where, where the pitch clock and, and everything else is just a, you know, a minor thing to those guys trying to battle for playing time. Oh, oh, and then uh, uh, both um, – sorry, just something just happened outside. <laughs> I was trying to figure out what happened on the field. Um, but, uh, yeah, but like Jake Myers is in left field today with Chaz McCormick in center field. Cormick's, uh, McCormick doesn't have a hit yet. Jake Myers is one for two. Uh, so that's, uh, that's one of the battles to watch, but obviously – been one spring training game and uh, they they both look fine so far. Oh man, Chaz might lose his job today. Then and if, if Jake got a hit and Chaz is hitless right now, I mean it seems like they're they're looking for <laughs> you a guys, way. To... You, you guys, you guys are uh, you, like you're you're too in love with Chaz. I gotta tell you right now, don't uh, Chaz has to keep earning this. He was uh, yes, he's he's had some big moments, but he wasn't consistent enough last year. He was sent down at one point. I just I like Chaz too, but he's uh he he needs to keep his nose to the grindstone and have that pressure on him. I think he'll I think he'll ultimately be the guy this year, but uh, I I don't feel like he's at the spot yet where he can just kind of you know live a life of luxury and go golfing every afternoon yeah. during spring training. I mean, I'm not saying he could do that, but compared to the field, I mean, uh, <laughs> Verlander's fly he, he ball should, guy and Jake be, Myers. He, he, I feel like he should be penciled in at least. I ain't yeah. saying pin. He should be penciled in because if you're saying that about him, I don't know what you'd be saying about Jake or Dubon. But um, let's let's switch gears. I don't know how much you got to catch yet. Of- I'll tell you, well, no, no. As far as Jake, I mean, his, his shoulder was messed up. You know, like uh, going into last year, this time everybody was in love with Jake, and then it turns out his shoulder is still screwed up. So it's you know, it's like he he could very easily be somebody's darling. You got this. Is a, this is a thing. You guys are talking like it's 2014. We're excited anybody showed any sign of life as an Astro. Uh, the standard's higher now, and you have to realize that, like, no, uh, just being slightly above average doesn't guarantee you a spot. This is I, We would have been so stoked about Chaz McCormick in 2014 because it would be like, oh, wow, look at this. He's a viable Major League Baseball player. I'm, uh, I'm officially now, because you guys have just so easily scoffed at Jake Myers with his saint-like face and his busted up shoulder that uh, I'm officially rooting for for Jake Myers in this uh, competition. I hear you, man. Man, I, I can't get over him striking out that 53-mile-an-hour fastball for that, that, that uh, <laughs> second baseman from the White Sox in the middle of the season. But, uh, but no, switching up here real quick, I don't know how much you heard and uh, got to hear of Casario, but – I was just I was just reminded of I remember you uh, coming on with us and and I and I was asking you what would be your concern 
uh, about D'Amico as a head coach, and you just said just how he and Casario kind of get along and how their relationship works. Well, today, multiple times, you know, Casario talked about finding the type of guys that D'Amico needs on his defense, finding his players, mentioning the swarm mentality. It looks like uh, what your your concern would be, it looks like it's it's working really well together between those two. Yeah, and I think the, the biggest thing that so many people have noticed about Casario ever since that introductory press conference of D'Amico is just that he seems like he's got a completely different personality. Like, he, he looks like he's in his element now. Like, we're ready to – he's ready to go and build a football team and go out and compete. And it's – you know, we've, we've talked about this through – about the Astros through the years. It's, it's so much harder to tank or reset or anything else, uh, especially when the commissioner doesn't want it to look like you're tanking, than anybody ever realizes when they get into it. Um, because like with the Astros, there were multiple times along that stretch where Jim Crane could have, could have easily buckled and gone a different way. Um, but it's, it's really hard to undergo all that stuff. You're going to make bad decisions, even as you're kind of trying to make bad decisions, (laughs) you make bad decisions compounded on top of bad decisions. And it's, it's really hard to go through that. I think emotionally, especially for people who are wired to try to win. So I think, my read on it is this looks like the first time that Casario has really felt like, all right, we've got pieces in place. We've got a coach I feel really good about. We can we can actually go win some football games. All right, Seth, man. Hey, avoid them coconuts. Uh, the, I keep seeing these coconuts falling out the tree, and, and, and the way Sean was talking about it yesterday, stay safe around them uh, them coconuts that keep seeming to give you all trouble. Sean, <laughs> Sean, Sean is acting like, learning the, the fact that a coconut actually falls from a tree it's like he discovered a new species in the amazon or something like he's just he, he's his mind is completely blown away by the fact that like in real life yeah coconuts fall off of trees and kill reportedly 150 people a year i've had to warn him about that he's he's gawking up at these coconuts he's got a, he's gonna get brained by one of them all right man we'll uh we'll keep listening to you guys from there you guys are doing a great job 